So this mini-sode yes. is a couple months early because apparently the National S'mores Day is actually August 10th. Ooh, s'mores. But we're going to talk about s'mores. We're anyways. only like... It's like a f- couple months like early. Like six or like, seven weeks early. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's summertime. Fine. S'mores I didn't, still count. Like I found that fact out after I started researching and was kind of like, well, we're just going to go for it. So you, everyone can know about s'mores for like the majority the of the summer as and they're making s'mores. Especially for the 4th of July next week. Right? I know. Huge importance for so, that. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to preface this mini-sode with the fact that, yes, we know we're not doing this on National S'mores Day. Disclaimer. Everyone knows that National S'mores Day is like Obviously, that. everyone does. Huge holiday. It's okay. I'm excited for s'mores. I don't care if we're on the day or not. As much yeah. as we try to be cute with our shows landing on the right food holidays, we can't yeah. get them all. No, we can't. Sometimes we're just so excited about something. we got to talk about it early. I know. I do feel like I've done a lot of desserty episodes recently, but... Yeah, but I mean, it kind of... Okay. Anyone who knows us... I do love dessert, so... It fits. Yeah. I mean... Let's I, go with what we love. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I enjoy beverages, so right. I'm interested in where they all come from, but I like food, too. Yeah. I try to do the food stuff. No, I know. Yeah, it is like me savory and you sweet, I guess. I know. Sweet and savory. Sweet and savory. <laughs> um, one of our old coworkers used to call us sweet and savory. Really? She, she would never tell us who is who, but... She was making fun of me because of a dish I used to describe on our menu. Anyway. Yeah. So, Okay. We haven't gone back to ancient Egypt in a while. And? And we're going there. Okay. I thought you were setting me up for a disappointment there. No, we are going there. So the history of s'more is actually kind of short and unclear. So I'm including the history of the marshmallow. Okay. Um, (laughs) The ancient Egyptians roasted marshmallows (laughs) over a fire with chocolate and graham cracker, even though graham cracker was not. That's impressive. Um, But yes, so ancient Egyptians were the first to enjoy marshmallows as early as 2000 BC. It was a marshmallow recipe. No. But okay. it was a treat that was considered very special, and it was reserved for, like, the gods and royalty. So how did they know they were making marshmallows? So it was made from the mallow plant that grows in wild marshes. Wait, there's so something the, called the mallow plant? Yes. Wow. It's the, um, the official, like, plant name is Athea officinalis. And it grows in marshes? And it grows in marshes, which oh is where goodness. the name Marshmallow comes from. It's... I am... Wow. Derived from its its home, the home of the plant, and the plant name. I guess I never questioned the name. Yeah. It's one of those things that just is the yeah, nonsense word that it is. Like, well, and it also kind of like... I don't it know, sounds like, like what it is. Marshmallow. Like, I don't know. It's like marshy and fluffy. It sounds, yeah. The name sounds fluffy. It suits, but that's actually where the name comes from. Wow. Um, So the mallow plant is native to Asia and Europe um, and has now been naturalized in America as well. But the Egyptians used to squeeze the sap from the plant and mix it with nuts and honey. So we don't know what the candy really looked like, but we can... Got it. Sort of speculate that it was gooey and kind Sticky. of like sweet, I guess. Um, and yeah, very different than today's marshmallow, but very different. It still than sounds tasty though. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it, it's actually a plant. I thought it was a nonsense word. 
Yes. Well, so we'll get into like how it's not made with the plant anymore. Right. Um, so the, the French were introduced to the marshmallow in the early 1800s. And owners of candy shops would whip the sap um, with cornstarch, egg whites, and sugar and put it into a mold. Ooh. And these candies became so popular um, the candy stores had a hard time keeping up with the with the demand, um, so they they started using um, other other sweeteners uh, sweeteners and stuff. Or, or got it. So they they actually started using gelatin. Oh, which okay. Is what oh, yeah. Marshmallows yeah. are made of now. Um, Can you imagine like the first marshmallow is a very singular consistency and feel like when you eat a marshmallow yeah that must have been the wildest confection to ever hit the shelves at that time right yeah it was like oh my gosh what is this thing uh but yeah so the addition of the gelatin and the the cornstarch helped them keep up with production Um, but it was still very slow and manual um so the one second. Did they? You may not have come across this, yeah. but was there a description of the flavor profile of Mallow? No, there wasn't. No, not really. It's probably been so long since anyone's had it. Yeah, I, I don't was know. Curious. I didn't look into that. It probably was just sweet. Yeah, sweet but. and sweet and gooey. I think yeah. probably, um, probably a little earthier than our current marshmallows right, right. that we enjoy today. Imagine. So marshmallows were introduced and popularized in the U.S. in the early 1900s. Um, and a new manufacturing process was used with – so now we have the gelatin. Right. We have sugar, water, starch, the cornstarch, and now we have corn syrup as well. Uh, and so this mixture was piped through long tubes and cut into equal pieces. Um, and the person who's credited with that uh, revolutionary – manufacturing process for marshmallows is Alex Dumac in 1948. So he created and patented this extrusion process. So, you know, make the mixture, push it through these tubes and like cut it evenly. Right. So marshmallows become more mass produced, uh, more readily available. And that kind of ubiquitous shape we know them all to right. be now that yeah cylinder. exactly the two yeah it like really has not changed thanks much alex. Since 1948 thanks alex jet puff yes <laughs> um so in the 1950s marshmallows become extremely popular in the united states oh. um, and they were used in a bunch of different food recipes so remember like those like jello molds with like marshmallows oh, and I have a hard time ambrosia with... Ambrosia salad, doesn't that ambrosia have, Ambrosia like, salad has mini marshmallows in it, yeah. And, like, it's, like, creamy and weird. Yeah. The, um... But some people really love it. They they loved it. I mean, it was the color of the 50s, that's for sure. That kind of mint green and Yeah, the, the pink. pink and yeah. the white, yeah. I have a hard time with marshmallows on, like, sweet potato, like, mashed sweet potatoes. Yeah. Like, that's a big I, staple for a lot of people at I Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I do kind of agree with you. It's... Hurts my I, teeth. I'd rather have... My sweet potatoes with like toasted pecans or like spiced nuts yeah. or something on them or brown sugar. It always looks beautiful. Which is equally as sweet, but like, right, I right. don't know. The marshmallow thing is, it's intense. It is. It's, it's next level. It but is. Again, some people love it. Teach his own. Yeah. I'm not going to yuck your yums. Yeah. <laughs> um, so apparently, Americans now buy more than 90 million pounds of marshmallows annually. 
That's saying something. It's a lot because they're very a light. pound of marshmallows wow. is like, I don't know, 10 bags or Good something. Good Lord. 90 um, million pounds of marshmallow. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So that's a brief history of marshmallows. Right. Um, the concept of toasting marshmallows over campfires became in the late or began in the late 1800s. Um, in Egypt? <laughs> yep. Late 1800s Egypt. Yeah. No, um, in in New England, actually. Ah. Um, so beach towns in the Northeast would have these, like, beach parties at summer resorts, and they'd have, like, bonfires, mm-hmm. barbecues, and the idea of roasting a marshmallow on sticks was, like, super novel and a little romantic. I can so, see that. So according to one... 1892 newspaper article um, talked about a marshmallow roast that took place in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Marshmallow roasts are an excellent medium for flirtation, appropriately exhibited by nibbling the marshmallow off each other's sticks. Wow. So that is suggestive for marshmallows. The the youths were getting crazy with the marshmallows. Tell ya. Um, but yeah, so marshmallows toasted became a thing in the late 1800s. Um, and it was the Girl Scouts to thank for the pairing with the graham cracker and chocolate. Wait a second. So the s'mores Girl Scout cookies that we like, the Girl Scouts were the first ones to like piece this together? So I don't know if they were the first ones to piece it together, but it was the first publication that had a recipe. History is um, written by those who write it down. Yeah, that is true. So we don't know. I think there's a few articles that said, like, we have no idea what the history is, but, like, here's the first art, right, like, right, right, right. written record of it. So a publication from 1927. It was a 118-page uh, guidebook for, like, camping and hiking. Um, and it was published by the Girl Scouts called uh, Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. Tra- tramping with the Girl Scouts. Tram- tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. They mean in the woods. I get it. I get it. I got you. <laughs> um, so in this guidebook, there is a recipe called Some More. It really stands for that? Some More. Yeah. Wow. Um, and it was uh, a troop leader called Loretta Scott Crew. Um, who wrote the recipe, or is credited with okay. the recipe. And the directions are very simple, and they were as follows. Quote, toast two marshmallows over the coals to a crisp, gooey state. So you're, you have to do two. Crisp, gooey. Apparently. Um, and put them inside a graham cracker and a chocolate bar sandwich. The heat of the marshmallow between the halves of the chocolate bar will melt the chocolate a bit. Though it tastes like some more... One is really enough. So she said, you should only have one. But I would generally agree with that. I Halfway know. through my second s'more, I'm generally second guessing my I know. Decision. I know. S'mores are one of those things that, like, so I good. love them. They're so good. But I think as I've gotten older, like, like, I feel like I used to be able to eat, like, four s'mores or five. <laughs> but now I'm, like, after – yeah, one and a half or two mm-hmm. is like my absolute max and my teeth start hurting. Yeah, it's very <laughs> it's sweet. Like so much sugar. And the, the original has two marshmallows, two halves of a chocolate. It's like a whole chocolate bar, two marshmallows and graham cracker. That's it's a lot of sugar. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm sure 
the halves of the chocolate bar were much smaller than this our chocolate bars probably today. Probably true. Probably true. So, um, wow. oh man, almost a hundred years of the s'more. Yeah, that's true. Almost a hundred years. So, um, yeah. So the recipe was referred to as s'more until 1971. Well, that's pretty recent. So that's pretty recent. As it, far as it, like food histories go, right. So I think people were just... They're like, I can't be bothered by saying... This is hard to um, say some more. S'mores. It's much easier to say s'more. Um, I think like one anecdote is like people were like eating s'mores and they had a mouthful yes. of s'mores and said, I want some more. <laughs> um, uh, and that's where the s'more was born. But yeah. that is mm. pure conjecture. <laughs> that is chest conjecture. I'll believe it. Yes. Oh man, they are so, so good. So that is a brief history of the s'more. Yeah, plus a little bonus on the marshmallow. Well, plus a little. I mean, the marshmallow is kind of the critical you ingredient. You have to, yeah. You have to have um, that there. So, and I do, I mean, I do like to be patient when I toast my s'mores because that's how you get it as gooey as possible all the way through. Yeah, and I don't like a burnt marshmallow. I kind of don't mind them burnt, well, but it just, for I a feel s'more, like... it's like, it's better to have it. Toasted properly. Toasted properly. Yeah, don't go right into the flames. Right in just, the flames. Just let, yeah. let the flames just tickle that marshmallow ever so mm-hmm. slightly. I know. Well, it does say over the coals. It doesn't say like That's in true. The it's fire. supposed to be like So embers. the original recipe is meant to be over like the hot coals. It would be much easier if Not you just flames. did that actually. Yeah. No. Um, but where's the fun in that? I know. Exactly. Boring. Uh, but yes, I think s'mores are a great staple for summer, and they are. I hope everyone listening has lots of s'mores and enjoyment this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Get those, get those marshmallows. They're gonna, they're gonna sell out before the Fourth of July. Yeah, they won't. There's so many they, marshmallows out so there. Ninety million pounds of marshmallows is what we buy. They have to make more a than that. A lot of marshmallows. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I had two references for this. Um, CandyUSA.com, The History of Marshmallows. Um, Chowhound.com, an article called The History of S'mores. And um, FoodandWine.com. Sorry, I can't count. I have three references. It was a very high number, so it's okay. Very high number. It's okay if you can miscount it. Um, But yes, so. Fantastic. That's all about S'mores. What a lovely mini-sode, Laura. Cool. So that's all for today. Yes, we'll see you next week, everyone. Have a wonderful 4th of July. Enjoy the holiday. We'll see you back here on the 5th. Uh, But stay healthy. Be well. See you next time.